Hi, this is Hosea Marcho, and the following is Inspiration from Above My Son's Guides Me from the Afterlife by Jacqueline Dave I E U Chapter One The First Experience Inspiration from above, the first experience. My first vivid memory as a child still crosses my mind every single day of my life. It was a beautiful experience. I am very ashamed to say it scared me. I turned my back on it. What I was shown was a gift from God. I believed it was to prepare me for the road ahead. Blind faith is something I would never have to rely on. I was given the gift of knowing the truth. This single moment became one of my most profound experiences of my life, which shaped me into the spiritual being I am today. To say that I am grateful would be an underestimate. I only wish that as a small child my reaction had been different. To this day, I still pray for forgiveness and ask for a second chance at that very moment. I had I not witness what I am to share with you. I don't believe I would still be here. My whole story must be told. To fully understand me, I start from the very beginning. I grew up in an average home in Lorraine, Iowa. My father worked in a steel, at a steel mine mill, just like many of the other men in our town, and my mother worked in local hospital. There were four of us children in the house. My sister, Heather, was the oldest. I followed her. I had two younger siblings, Robin and Danny. We had an average life growing up, nothing extraordinary to announce. We grew up very close with our cousins and often spent weekends together. Our family went to church from time to time, but no means would I consider us a religious family. Church was on Sunday and not spoken of the rest of the week, and we, when we became older, Sundays dissipated even more. I guess the reason I wanted to point this out, because it's important to know God loves us equally, and I will speak to whoever will listen. What am I about to share with you is truly divine in nature, and made one of my most treasured moments of my time. I have only told a handful of people in my life about this. Because I was so afraid of what the reaction might, would be. I'm no longer afraid of what people might say about me. I feel that it's my duty to share it with them as many, as many people as possible. Faith is something no one should ever be ashamed of. I'm willing to stand up for what I believe in. Please keep an open mind, an open heart, as I share my story. At the age of six, six or seven, I have become ill. With the chicken pox. At that time, if one child got it, we all got it. My sister Robin and I lay in bed with my mother, each of us one side of her. I can still picture my parents' bedroom as if it were yesterday. 
were lying on the full sedge bed that was facing the west wall of our home. On one side of the bed was one of the front windows. We both were running in a slight fever and trying not to scratch ourselves to death. The only good thing about chickenpox as a child was weak we were able to take off school. I can remember being happy I was not at school on such a sunny day, yet I knew I couldn't fully enjoy it. I could not go outside and play, but, I could, but also I couldn't be, wouldn't be having a spelling test today. Like I said, my family was never extremely religious. My mum said we should pray for comfort and healing. I still remember this day very clearly. It was a bright sunny day and I remember looking forward towards the windows and rays and lights streaked in the past. The window, the curtain, light streaked in the past the curtains. Few people I had told this to in the past have asked if I could have possibly been a dream. I know for a fact that it wasn't, and nothing could have prepared me for what happened next. I recall her prayers as more of a friendly conservation, conservation with conservation with God than memorised words from the Bible. We were asking if he could please tell us, please help us feel some relief to the constant scratching. The best way to explain what happened next is that the time stood still. I'm not sure how long this occurrence took place. I have also come to the understanding that time is completely irreverent to wherever we are going. Something holy took over the room. It was no longer the home I, as I knew it to be. As I was looking towards the window in my mother's bedroom, the whole wall vanished. It was completely gone. The wall was placed with the clouds of white illuminating light. It sounded as if a thousand voices were singing in harmony with one another. My eyes were fixated on where the wall had possibly been, previously been. I don't think I was able to blink at all until it was over. Where the wall had been, I saw white clouds that were luminous with their own light. They were bright, yet never hurt my eyes to look. This would be my first time I saw our Lord Jesus. It was clear as you and me. The clouds began to roll back, and this is when he appeared to me. Just like you would see a flock of geese flying across the sky, is how he and six angels revealed themselves to me. Jesus was at the peak of the V with three angels stretching out on each side of him. Each individual was equally beautiful, but very distinctive in colour and character. To this date, this is the only time I have seen the Lord dressed like royalty. From head to toe, he was covered with brilliant shades of red and gold. He was wearing a gown that could only be fit for a king. He was glowing with a light so bright you could expect it to hurt your eyes, yet soft enough so you could look straight into it. The sixth angel was dressed as impressively as Jesus. Many of them had, no, had colours on, had on colours that were not this world. They all glowed with the same luminous light. They all were smiling and looking straight into my soul. I'm not sure how long, long we stood there looking at one another, but it had to be a decent amount of time for so many details to stick in my mind all my life. But clouds began to change colours. The voices I heard became clearer. When I speak of colours of heaven, it's nothing of this world. I will never be able to give it justice with our, our simple vocabulary. Jesus then held out his hand to me and said, 
do not be afraid. This is where my shame kicks in. At the moment when he spoke to me, is when I became scared. I began to yell out as loud as I could, Mum, Mum, it's Jesus. In my mum's own words, I turned pale as a ghost, and she knew something intense had happened to me. I turned my back and ran out of the room. Just as, even as a young child, how could I have done that? I turned my back on God. Everything that he had shown me was comforting and beautiful. I still feel guilty for what I did, and I always pray for forgiveness. I do not think God is mad at me for my actions, but I am mad at myself. I would love a chance to redeem myself. Maybe that is why I feel such urgency to share my story with as many people as I can. Blessed are they that they that have not seen, yet they have believed. Maybe if I help and others build others build on their faith, I can prove once and for all I feel how sorry I feel sorry I am. I'm sorry that I ran out of the room as a child. You heard my prayers and came to comfort me. Then I asked you to when I asked you to, asked you to God was a, has a perfect plan for us all. I do believe that with all was do believe with all my soul that this moment in time is preparing me for the hardships I deal with as an adult. My faith has never been doubted. I've never became angry at God. I would never become angry at God. As much as I looked for an answer of why things had to be, I never blamed God. He was building me up so I could survive every parent's worst nightmare, the night I lost my firstborn son. To fully understand my story, it's important to see how close I was with my children. Where do we go from? Go to, where do we go? Where did time go? To fully understand my children, understand my children. Story. It's important to know how close I am with my children. I had Mario at a very young age. I used to joke with him. He, when when we grew up, that we would grow up together. He was as kind and smart. He was smart enough to hold a conversation with an educated adult and kind enough to play with a young child. Everyone always seemed drawn to him and often would call on him for advice. He had, he had love for animals and mankind alike. I dreamed of making a world a better place. As time went on, my family of two grew. I had two more boys, Austin and Julian. My children of my world, and Mario proudly took the role as big brother. He helped mould his younger brothers into loving souls. They would also look for good in the world. In many ways, Mario gave them both fatherly advice and guidance. He would go out of his way to make this, his brother happy, his happy, his brothers happy, and to teach them important lessons in life. My three boys grew up so fast I couldn't be a prouder mum. All three kids were above average in their schooling. They were all happy. I had many friends. Our family had just bought our first house and it was always full of boys all the time. Mary loved having a big garage to work on his jeep. He loved his jeep. Always updating it in some way. Many warm nights he would have a group of friends over. They would take the top off so they could ride around for hours. In the winter months he would also ride around in town in snowstorms to just to pull anyone out of a snow drift. He would enjoy. 
people found enjoyment out of random acts of kindness. One night he came home, so proud of himself, he woke up to me to say, Mum, I pulled a cop out of the snow. How he laughed and got a kick out of that. The year 2014 was a very exciting year for Mario. He had gone to local community college and earned an Associate of Arts degree. While he was a student, he would spend many hours helping other classmates and understand any assignments they had trouble with. He could have transferred to any school he wanted to, but he wanted to stay in Ohio. The reason was he could come home to see his brothers on the weekend. Mario was five years older than Austin and ten years older than Julian. He loved his brothers so much he always looked out for them. He taught both of his brothers many things. Most important of them were good morals and good character. Mario was always had fabulous ideas of how to build new things. I would always tell him I, he was wise beyond his years. After searching many programs, he found the perfect one, Bowling Green University. Had a program in construction management. He was so excited to find out more information about the program. We took a trip to visit the school, bring along his transcripts. He fell in love with the campus. It was smaller than the major universities and he felt at home. The same day we started the enrolment process, they accepted him on the spot and offered him his scholarship. He was beginning in his bachelor's degree in construction management in the fall of 2014. Mario took on more than than what a full-time student would. He excelled in his grades with his fellow classmates. He voted to be the events manager for his programme and took great pride in that. He earned a National Society of Leadership Secession Awards only after a few semesters. He always went out of his way to help any fellow student study or just be friend to listen. Summer 2015 was much such a good learning experience for him. As part of his program, he had to become an intern. He found a local company near a hub in the rain. The rain. He could have very easily taken a job out of state or even out of the country, but he loved he loved to be with his younger brothers. He once showed up showed the family his very his personal office with all the blueprints he'd been working on. Not only was he smart enough to resign the building, but he would go go out in the field and get his hands dirty as well. My son was always the most positive attitude towards life. Had the most my son always had the most positive attitude towards life. Many nights he would have a friend or two over to just give them an inspirational talk. He believed in everyone and everything. He helped a few friends get motivated at the start of school to further their education. He always had thoughts on how to improve the world we lived in. Anyway, anywhere from saving energy or making cleaner drinking water. Anyone ever needed him, he was there. You, you could call him at 2am for a ride when he when he needed, when he needed up, up, needed up at seven a.m., he never let a friend down, and he had many of them. Mary's biggest goal in life was to build his first sky city. We said the world was becoming too populated for everyone to live comfortably. The solution to his problem was to build off the ground. He and his best friend Jeremiah would stay up hours talking about their plans. They had 
everything planned out from housing to energy sources. These boys have been best friends since they were two years old. Always said they were soul brothers. The ideas they had were out of this world, and way advanced for our time. When my family and friends refer to heaven now, we often call it Sky City, a beautiful city off the ground where everyone can live in harmony. I believe now that my, in my heart the Lord did leave my son to build Sky City, and exactly what he's doing. His ideas are too big for this world alone. The sky has always been, had, had been extremely important to Mario. I think he engraved that thought in my head. Everyone who's close to my son found him so admiring the sky for countless hours. There are no words that will ever sum up the love of Mario had for the world and the people who lived it. He taught so many people about the important things in life and that truly matters. Actors hired a kind that's come naturally to him without second thought. He was on the road to becoming a wonderful man. His love for people will never end. He's shown me in many ways my son is now building and doing everything he can to bring a smile on our faces there in Sky City. And there you are. That is part of a wonderful book. Which is dedicated in loving memory to Christopher, Mario, Dave, Dave, Davey, Yo, 22, Lorraine, who died in a car accident on Wednesday, September the 30th, 2015, in Bowling Green, Idaho. He was born February 26, 1993, in Elria, and lived in Lorraine all his life. Inspiration from Above, My Son's Guides, Me from the Afterlife by Jacqueline Davey Yu. Available from Stellum Books, copyright 2016, ISBN 978-153-699-83. For all rights reserved, manufactured in the United States or USA. Thank you.